Hello, and welcome to The Budget Mouse, a podcast about how to plan a magical Disney vacation on a shoestring budget. This week, I'm sharing my tips and tricks for staying cool at Walt Disney World. Plus, I'm asking you all a question about renting a vacation home for an upcoming trip. Welcome again, everyone, to episode six. I'm Leah, the blogger behind The Budget Mouse and The Frugal South. I visit Disney World several times each year, and I'm not rich. I just have tons of tricks for doing Disney on the cheap. I want you to have the incredible vacation you deserve, so I'm sharing all of my tricks with you on my site and here in the podcast. This week, we're talking how to beat the heat at Disney World, so let's dive in. I visited Florida more times than I can count, starting 32 years ago when my dad took me and my sister on our first trip to Walt Disney World. You know, they say that the desert has a special kind of heat, but just thinking about that Florida humidity and heat makes me break into a sweat right now in my air-conditioned office. Okay, so today I want to share all of the strategies that I've picked up over the years to still have an enjoyable time in Florida, even when it's hot enough to cook an egg on the sidewalk. Now, warning, this is not limited to summer. It can get into the 90s from April through October, not every day, but it's almost guaranteed to be in the 90s every day in July and August. So for seven months out of the year, you kind of need a plan for what to do if it gets incredibly hot while you are in Florida. So my first piece of advice is this. Can you possibly avoid going to Disney World in the summer? Can you take the kids out of school during the year to not have to go during the summer? Now, here's my disclaimer. I am a former public school teacher. When my students would come and tell me during the school year that they were taking a family trip to Walt Disney World, I said, wonderful. Like, you are going to learn so much more there than you probably would at school this week. I mean, I hate to say that, but that is the truth. Because Disney World is just the best possible learning environment. You're, you're learning so much while you're being entertained. And you come back with just your worldview enriched. And clearly, I love the experience there. But it is also very educational. So... I just say that to consider, you know, taking your kids out of school to avoid having to go in the summer months, which not only are the hottest and the most humid, they are the most crowded and they are the most expensive. So from a saving money point of view, you are going to save a lot of money by avoiding the summer months as well. But if you can't, and if you encounter hot weather while you're there in May or September or October, which is likely to happen, here are my next tips. The best thing you can do, other than avoiding going when it's hot, is to get to the parks early. Now, I know most people want to sleep in on their vacation. They don't want to be waking up to an alarm. But really, if you're going when it's hot, it's the best time to tour the parks is in the morning, the first couple of hours after the park opens. You're going to have the lowest crowds. It's going to be the coolest time of the day, actually of the whole 24-hour day. And generally, the parks open at 9 o'clock during most of the year, so it's not like you have to have a 5.30 a.m. wake-up call or anything. Now, during the summer, parks generally open earlier. Magic Kingdom often opens at 8 a.m. in the summertime. And even if you're looking ahead at the park hours for this summer and now it doesn't show that it's opening at 8 a.m., They'll oftentimes adjust that opening time closer to the actual day to reflect that there's increased crowds and demand there, so they'll open at 8 a.m. 
Now, if you don't know how to check the operating hours, you can just go to the Disney World website. Um, and when you select parks and tickets, it'll drop down and it'll show park hours. They've really improved their options there. You can look at park hours by the month and get an idea of when the parks are going to open and close and when there's extra magic hours during your trip. So my next tip is critical. It's to take a break in the middle of the day. Now, this is harder to do at the Magic Kingdom because transportation to and from Magic Kingdom has an added element of if you drive, you must park at the transportation and ticket center parking lots, then take the monorail or the ferry boat across to the Magic Kingdom. If you're staying at a Disney resort, you can take the buses or other Disney transportation, the monorail or boats to get back to your resort. Now, we like to generally stay through lunchtime and then we leave about one o'clock. We go back to our hotel to swim and rest for about two or three hours in the afternoon. This is at the peak time of heat in Florida. It's generally from two to five is gonna be the hottest time of day there. That's the time we're aiming to be at the pool or in the air conditioning at our hotel. Um, it leaves you time to return to the parks around five o'clock we aim to get there for dinner and then evening entertainment if we're up for staying for fireworks or a show in the evening. Swimming in the pool in the middle of the day like that will actually drop your body temperature many degrees. You know, the pools are in the 80s, the temperatures in the 80s, they're probably the mid 80s. And, you know, being in that water will drop your body temperature several degrees. So if you've gotten overheated at the parks in the morning, it will really cool you down, refresh you, re-energize you, ready to go back to the parks in the evening. So if it's at all possible for you to get away from the parks in the middle of the day when it's hot and miserable there, be in the pool, have a drink, relax in your room, go back again for the evening hours. You will have a much better time when it's hot. Next tip, stay hydrated. Now, my trick for this is that at every quick service dining location at Walt Disney World, they give you free ice water just for the asking. And they almost seem happy to do it because it's like a trick that not everyone knows. So when you go up to the counter and just say, could I please have four cups of ice water for my family? They smile and say, oh, sure, we'd love to do that. They actually have them all ready to go, just stacked up back there waiting for people to ask for them. So don't buy bottled water. It's $3 a bottle there. That's crazy. You know, go into the quick service locations and just ask for ice water. They, don't be embarrassed to do it. They are happy to give it to you. It will really keep you cool. It's amazing what drinking cold, cold water will do to cool you down. You can have as much as you want. They'll even give you extra sometimes if the cups they have made up ahead of time are small. I would caution against doing this at peak meal times, though, because you will have to wait to ask for the water and you don't want to spend your time waiting to ask for the water. Another option is to bring frozen water bottles with you, throw them into your park bag at the beginning of the morning when they're frozen, and then let them you know, thaw throughout the day and the ice will turn to water and you will have very cold water to drink throughout the day. Now, someone asked a great question in the Budget Mouse Facebook group about getting cheap bottled water delivered to their resort at Disney World. I believe they're staying at the Dolphin Resort and they wanted to know how to do that. So I recommend using Instacart, which is a grocery delivery service. You can sign up on the Instacart website and I suggest doing that just before your trip, because usually they'll give you some kind of promotion when you sign up, like free delivery on your first order or $10 off your first order. But there's usually just a limited time window for redeeming that. So if you wait to sign up until, say, a week before your trip, 
figure out what you want delivered to the resort and you can have that. And that is a great way to go to get bottled water delivered to your resort. You usually will have to meet the delivery person in the lobby, unless you're staying at a Disney World resort where luggage services will hold the order for you. They'll even put stuff in the fridge if it needs to stay cold. They'll give you a call in your room or if you know that it's coming, which you will because Instacart is an app on the smartphone that gives you notifications when the delivery has, it arrives. Then you can go and fetch it and take it up to your room. Disney resorts are now charging $5 to handle a package that has been delivered, such as from Amazon, you know, Prime Pantry or anything where you're ordering the bottled water. I, you can go that route too. I personally like Instacart because I like getting some groceries delivered to our room as well. I like to get milk for my daughter, creamer for our coffee, fresh fruit to eat in the mornings. You know, bananas cost like $2 each in the Disney food courts. That might be an exaggeration. I think they're like $1.39, but you know, they're 20 cents from Instacart. So I stock up on supplies at the beginning of our trip, bottled water, anything else you need, get it from Instacart. Next, eat and drink cold stuff when you're at the parks. Now I have some favorites, a Dole Whip, of course, Twist only is my favorite. You can tell I'm opinionated about this. And also the Grand Marnier slushy in France in Epcot, not to be missed. It's great. But anything cold will really do. You know, a Mickey ice cream bar, any cold ice cream, any cold slushy drinks. It will really help cool you down. In addition to maybe staying hydrated. I don't think the Grand Marnier slushy counts for that, but anyway. Okay, next. Head for the air conditioning to cool off. That seems like an obvious thing. However, there's lots of indoor attractions at Walt Disney World that people know about that they can head for to help them cool down. So I'm gonna list them off for you here. In Epcot, all of the pavilions in Future World have an indoor element where you can go in to cool off. The American Adventure is, I don't know, 20 minute show in the American Adventure Pavilion in Epcot that you can go and cool down in. The Boat Ride in Mexico Pavilion. The movie in France is one of my favorites. It's really dated and funny, but when you leave the theater, which you can sit down in, you can um, go right into the bakery there in France and sit and have a pastry. And a friend of mine and I went to Food and Wine Festival a few years ago, and we stayed the whole day in early September. It was miserably hot. We got so overheated, we could not cool down. We sat in the France movie, and then we sat in the bakery for hours afterwards, and it really took over two hours till we started to cool down. We were so overheated. So that's one of my favorite places to go. In the Magic Kingdom, the Tiki Room, the Hall of Presidents, Country Bear Jamboree and Mickey's PhilharMagic are all shows that you can sit through and get out of the heat for a good period of time. The Fantasyland character meet and greet Pete's Silly Sideshow is great. It's all air conditioned. The waiting area is air conditioned and it takes a while because you meet all four characters. So that's a good one to get out of the heat for a while. Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor, Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin, Small World, if you can take the song. Haunted Mansion, Pirates, Carousel of Progress is another great show to sit through and cool down for a while. Space Mountain has a totally air-conditioned queue, and Journey of the Little Mermaid is mostly in the AC. In Animal Kingdom, the It's Tough to Be a Bug show is air-conditioned, the Nemo show, and Festival of the Lion King, and that's about it. Animal Kingdom is pretty hot. It's very humid because of all of the foliage. You're in a jungle-like setting, and it's notoriously miserable in the summertime. So 
making a point to see those three shows to get out of the heat for a while is critical. Hollywood Studios, the Frozen sing-along show, Star Tours, Muppet Vision 3D movie, Tower of Terror, Voyage of the Little Mermaid show, Rock and Roller Coaster, and Walt Disney Presents, which is formerly One Man's Dream, are all air-conditioned waiting areas and shows. Now, if you have a little one who is asleep in the stroller, be warned that many of these attractions require that you leave the stroller outside, but most quick service restaurants will allow you to bring the stroller in with you. So if you're looking for a place to cool down and you have a little one asleep in the stroller, I wouldn't suggest these attractions. Instead, find a quick service location that's in the air conditioning and take a break in there, grab a snack while your little one naps if it's too hot to stay outside. Another option are attractions that cool you down with water. So I'm going to list them off for you and then give you some warnings about them. Magic Kingdom, Splash Mountain, you're definitely going to get wet on. It can be a little splash or you could get drenched. The Casey Jr. Splash Center is in Fantasyland where kids can play in the water and they will get soaked. Um, At Epcot, there are splash pads for kids to play in in front of Mission Space and also on the walkway between Future World and World Showcase. At Animal Kingdom, Cali River Rapids has a very high likelihood of getting drenched. Um, And there are misters all around the park at Animal Kingdom where you can get a little bit wet as well. And Hollywood Studios, I can't think of any, but I don't visit that park very often. So let me know, please, if I'm missing something and send me a message on the Frugal South Facebook page or in the Budget Mouse Facebook group and let me know if I'm missing something in Hollywood Studios. Now, my warnings are this. Bring a change of clothes for your kids or even swimsuits if it's hot so they can take advantage of those water play areas in the Magic Kingdom and Epcot. And if you have a little one in diapers, you probably want to bring a swim diaper for that as well because you know what happens when those diapers get full of water, they explode. Oh, it's gross. Uh, Now, this is perfect for the afternoon time if you're staying at the parks while it's hot. But here's a warning. Don't go on a ride that you're going to get soaked on right before you're going to dinner at a table service restaurant or even a quick service restaurant because they blast the air conditioning in those places. And if you are soaked, if you're soaking wet clothes and try to go eat, you will freeze. I've done this personally, I can tell you from experience. So don't do that. Go on them at a time where you're getting ready to leave the park maybe and go for a break or you have a change of clothes or or get a poncho or something. Okay, next. Loose, lightweight, and light-colored clothing are going to help keep you cool at the parks as well. So I avoid wearing any dark clothing when I know that I'm going to be in the sun because, as I'm sure you know, dark clothing absorbs more heat from the sun than light clothing does. So think about that when you're planning maybe your family t-shirts you want to have designed. (laughs) Like go for a light color so you're not roasting in black or navy blue or something that is just cooking you in the sun. Um, Light clothing, loose clothing is also a great idea to help you stay cool. One other clothing related item you might want to consider is a cooling towel. They're sold on Amazon, I know, for six or seven dollars. I'm sure you can get them in like the exercise department at Walmart or Target, but they you soak them in cold water. You could get ice water from a quick service location to do this. And then you can wrap them around your neck They are supposed to drop your body temperature by a few degrees. I don't know. I've never used one, but I think I'm going to get one for my next trip when I go when it's blistering hot and give them a try. Next, sunscreen. Very important. 
like the rays of sunshine in Florida are not the same as they are maybe where you're from. And you will likely get burned with the same amount of exposure that you maybe will get a tan with at home. So I wear sunscreen all the time. I'm super fair skin. Like I burn being five minutes out in the sun. So sunscreen is a no brainer for me, but some people who maybe aren't used to the sunshine in Florida would forget it. Hats are also a good idea. I have an open top hat that kind of wraps around my head, but it stays open on the top so I don't get hot from it. And, um, you know, it's definitely not the most fashion forward thing, but it does keep the sun off of my face, particularly at Epcot. It can be hard to find shade. So a hat like that is a great idea. Last, expect in the summer months uh, an afternoon thunderstorm almost every day. I suggest being prepared with an umbrella or a poncho. Now we bring them from home. The Dollar Tree sells ponchos for a dollar. They're so small and lightweight that it's not hard to carry them around. Even if you don't end up using them, it's not much of a hassle to carry them around. We also have our Disney World umbrellas from I think our first trip back as adults, which was eight years ago now. And we bring them with us on every tip trip. It's great to be prepared for that. Right after the thunderstorm hits, which isn't any set time, but sometime in the afternoon, is usually a great time to tour the parks. So a lot of people head for the hills when it rains, not knowing that it's going to be a brief thunderstorm. And sometimes they'll leave and not come back to the park till later. Uh, unfortunately, the thunderstorm is not going to cool it off very much. It's going to be just as hot afterwards. So those are my tips and tricks for staying cool at Walt Disney World that won't cost you much and hopefully you'll have a much more enjoyable time. Welcome to Neverland. Instead of answering a reader or listener question this week, I'm actually posing a question to y'all. I want to know if you have ever rented a vacation home or a villa for a Walt Disney World vacation. I personally have never done this, but I am considering it for an upcoming trip, and I'd love to know your experience. So if you have, what website did you book it through? What extra fees were involved? I know that sometimes there's sneaky cleaning fees or extra person fees or housekeeping fees, so let me know that. Um, what was it like? Was there a private pool, five bedrooms, etc.? And what did you like about it? And is there anything you didn't like about it? So if this applies to you and you have rented a vacation home or villa at Walt Disney World, please let all of us know about your experience in the Budget Mouse Facebook group. You can just search for the Budget Mouse on Facebook, ask to join the group and I will approve you or you can even send me a private message through the budget mouse website so I'd love to hear your experience and I can share it in an upcoming episode and even in a blog post so I want to say thanks for listening to the show if you like it take a moment to rate and review it in iTunes or even better recommend it to a friend who you think might like it you can always find me at thebudgetmouse.com thefrugalsouth.com I'm on Instagram at thebudgetmouse or please if you haven't already join our private Facebook group for the budget mouse thanks again for listening and have a magical day <laughs>